my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. So I am so sorry for a delayed episode this week. I've actually not been feeling very well, which I will tell y'all all about, I'm sure, in a later episode. But for right now, let's go ahead and have a new episode for this week. So it's going to be a refurbished one. It's going to be a previous episode that we're going to share for this week. We had our team go through our archive and pick one of the episodes that we thought might be good to have a re-listen. So hope that you enjoy it and I look forward to being back with you in our next one. Enjoy. Hello ladies and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. So today's episode is being released a day early if you're listening to it live because I wanted it to come out on Valentine's Day this year. I wanted this episode to come out on Valentine's Day because I know that this holiday can be very triggering for many of us for a lot of different reasons, right? So there are lots of episodes um, that talk about loving yourself and um, making making yourself feel special and treating yourself and prioritizing yourself. I actually talk about that all the time here on this podcast. So this episode is not going to be about that. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. This episode is specifically going to be for those of you who are currently in partnerships or situationships or fantasy relationships, or grieving past relationships where Valentine's Day, or your birthday, or anniversary day, or some significant milestone has come along, and you have been with partners that did not value you and support you and celebrate you. And the reasons why you were given that were, well, the holiday doesn't really matter. It's not that big of a deal. It's not that important. And while there is absolutely a spectrum of relationships where people, both sides, really don't feel that gifts and, you know, I don't need a special day to celebrate you, like that is a mutual belief. This episode is specifically for those of us who have been in relationships with pe- with people who consistently undervalue you. And so when days like Valentine's Day, your birthday, anniversaries, or anything else come along, your hope is that they will do something to, to break that monotony or break that pattern. And 
even if you have in some ways accepted that this is just how they are, it doesn't make those days hurt any less. Um, it doesn't make those days um, any less painful for you because maybe the other other days of the year is easy for you to try to ignore and repress what you're feeling and your expectations. But around these days, when it seems like so many people around you are being celebrated and that you have this yearning to be seen and to be valued, to be reminded that you're not valued or for someone to celebrate you, quote unquote, but is treated as being a burden or um, an afterthought, it can be even more demoralizing. So this episode is for the women who have been trying to deal with these emotions on your own, trying to go through life and your relationships, acting as if you don't have these needs because you don't want to seem superficial. You feel like it's shallow, especially, you know, I'm putting this out on Valentine's Day. The next refrain is that this is a made up holiday and all the stuff that goes along with that. But the heart of what I want to validate for the women who need it today. And that is that it is okay and healthy and not selfish and not weak and not immature and not insecure for you to want and desire to be seen and valued by your partner. It is not insecure or selfish or immature or whatever other words um, that may be flying around in conversations in household is none of those things to want to be seen as the apple of their eye. Um, and to be honored for just all that you are and that you bring into the relationship. More often than not, I will see partners who are in these one-sided relationships who will try to kind of guide their partners to love them in the same way um, and match that energy by also overgiving and overcompensating for their lack of showing up. And it's coming from a generous heart, but it's also coming from that place as well. And seeing the lack of effort or the lack of showing up can be really painful for you as well. So Here's what we're going to do in today's episode. I'm going to share with you just a variety of thoughts. Some of them are going to be support and validation for what you're feeling. Some may be tips on things for you to do to support yourself in addition to, you know, just mindset um, and emotional support, uh, practical actions for you to take. Um, and I hope that you find it helpful. Um, this is in no particular order, but I actually already said the first set of validation, which is wanting to be celebrated and seen on a day does not make you immature or needy. In fact, you know, one of the things that I really want to encourage you to look out for in your partnerships, and this is not only for you being on the receiving end, but for you who are in partnerships with people you care about. Um, but to make sure that you are fully owning whatever your love language or needs are. Sometimes we can be in relationships with people who, because they don't understand our love language, because they don't want to give it, because they don't know how to give it, 
because um, they don't appreciate us or, you know, insert any number of reasons why, but we can get in relationships with people who don't understand it. So they will devalue it um, and make it seem like what we're asking for is extraneous. And if you're trying to cope in a relationship and keep things copacetic, you're going to be very apt to believe it, even if not at first, especially if you're someone who considers yourself a really strong personality. You may fight, you know, at the beginning, but you may find over time that you just start to minimize what you want and what you need just to keep the relationship going. Um, maybe that place of acceptance, like I said before, where you're like, um, well, I know that they're not going to do it, so I need to make a choice and what I ask for. And I'm going to talk about in a moment how that choice can be a good and healthy thing. But for right now, if you're with someone who undervalues you or is gaslighting what you need, what happens for you to be able to come to a place of quote unquote peace with it, which is not truly peace, it's just you repressing your need is you start to internalize some of the thoughts or some of the statements that they make to you. So, um, you know, gifts don't really mean anything. Um, I show you how I love and appreciate you in other ways. I want to wrap it back around to that is all great and good if you're actually with someone who is doing those things. Sometimes we're with people who will say things like that, say, well, I show you all the time that I love you. I'm here with my presence. I do all kinds of things, but they don't. (laughs) Um, I, and you know, I don't have to talk about, you know, examples, but it is very common to be in relationships with people who make you feel guilty just for asking, um, just for needing, just for desiring to be loved. Meanwhile, they are taking Um, They are um, really focused on receiving. They're really focused on um, what's in it for them. And they're not really into pleasing and supporting you. And especially if you grow up in in a background or in childhood where you're used to putting your needs on the back burner or you're used to being the strong woman and not having any needs, it can be really easy to fall in line with that because it goes along with your previous scripts. It goes along with previous scripts that you do not get to be cherished and adored and celebrated just because, right? That you have to earn it or it happens every once in a while. And so I would really encourage you to consider and think about what are your love languages and are you fully embracing them? Are you fully being honest with yourself about what they are and what you need. Uh, For those of you who need a recap or don't know what the love languages are, it comes from a book by a man named Gary Chapman. By this point, it's been out for decades. The love languages languages are a part of our everyday language, and so, which is why you may hear it so often, but there are five love languages, gifts, words of affirmation, acts of service, quality time, and physical touch. And so, my and you can google those in case you don't know what it is or you want to take one of the many free quizzes out there to figure out what your love language is but are you actually asking for those things in your relationship are you expressing those needs um or have you started to um push those needs down 
If your love language is quality time, you are not asking too much to spend time with your partner. You are not being selfish or only thinking of yourself. If your love language is acts of service, it is not asking too much of the person that you're giving your heart, your mind, your body, your soul to, to support you and help you out and do nice little things for you. You're not asking for too much. If your love language is gifts, you are not asking for too much to be treated, to have small trinkets, to have, um, you know, big things, it, to have thoughtfulness. You're not asking for too much. Uh, physical touch. I mean, typically in a lot of relationships, unless there's um, some discord or maybe any infidelity, and even then with infidelity, but physical touch, um, to be, to just have your, your hand held, um, to be cuddled, to, to be, have them look into your eyes, right? Um, for it to not just to be about intercourse and what, um, they can get before it to be about the full experience for you. Words of affirmation, you are not needy or insecure annoying, weak, whatever words may be thrown at you because you need and crave for them to tell you how much they appreciate you, that they see you, that you're beautiful, that you look sexy today, that you smell good today. Um, um, just thanking you for the things you have been doing for them and for the kids and for around the house, right? None of these things, you're not asking for too much. And, and low-key, even if you did, girl, for everything that I know you probably do for your partner and your friends and your family, girl, you can ask. You can ask for whatever <laughs> whatever you desire to ask for. Your voice and what you desire matters, okay? So that's the first part. And, you know, for anyone who was listening to that and what was coming up for you are things that your partner has asked you for that you have found difficult to really understand how important it is. I hope that you hearing me validate whatever your love language is helps you see that maybe their love languages, even if it is completely different than yours, is just as important. Um, and so hopefully you won't be tempted to say something dismissive without intending to do so. Like, I give you compliments all the time because your love language is words of affirmation. Why do I need to give you gifts? That's just, you know, spending too much money without realizing that your partner needs that in the same way that you need those words of affirmation. They're just, just as valid. Both sides are just as valid. And also, encouragement to kind of think out the box for those of us who are partners have love languages that are different than ours um as and you know google <laughs> and find alternatives to what's in your head you know even with the gifts thing um you don't need to go and well let me be quiet because i don't want to speak because mm, let me finish my thought what I was about to say, <laughs> what I was about to say is you don't need to go and buy Tiffany's bracelets for someone every week just to say how much you love them. It really is about the thoughtfulness and that you're paying attention, you're listening, right? So that you um, bring home, you know, one of their favorite candies on your way home from work one day or that you go and buy a little dollar store card. Or you pay attention to something they casually mention and give it to them on a day that isn't birthday, Christmas, holiday, anniversary, just to show that you care, that you don't hold it up um, and wait 
and wait for it, knowing that just gifts is something that they need, right? Um, but I was almost didn't want to say that because I was like, there you might be with a partner who's like, don't you bring me some hot tamales? <laughs> like I want like that's that's nice, but I need like their their taste is something different, and so get to know your partner, get to know what it is that makes them feel special and makes them feel seen. Um, if you're someone who's listening to this that um, wants to show up differently for your partner. Um, related to giving supportive advice for partners who are mutually invested and in seeing the other person feel seen and loved, what do you do when you're on the receiving end of a partner who finds it challenging to speak in your language? Um, am I saying for you to cut off somebody <laughs> who truly loves you and truly tries in, in all the other areas of your relationship, um, but this is just hard for them? No, absolutely not. I am not telling you to to break up with or to give ultimatums, ultimatums to someone who is showing up as available and open and supportive and caring truly in all these other ways, who does actively truly speak to you in full love languages of their own variety maybe, but who is actively pouring into you. No, I'm not saying that. And you may need to work with a couples therapist or um, a mentor or a relationship coach or someone to help support you with how do I navigate that stress? Because I think sometimes, and the, the point I'm getting to is I think sometimes we can really love somebody so much and we can see their heart and we can see how much they they are trying and it makes us want to, and not from a place of necessarily low self-esteem, but from a place of just wanting there to be, wanting there to be peace, wanting them to feel seen and appreciated that we will subconsciously or consciously put what our love language is on the back burner and uh, try to live life without it. But that, that need doesn't go away, which is why um, when there are events and triggers around it, it can hurt really badly. And we can wonder and we can feel guilty about, well, why can't I just let this go? Um, and that resentment may come out sideways in fights and and. Um, discord or even in infidelity. You know, if you're needing to be touched and you're not getting touched like you want to and need to in your relationship, those needs don't go away. If you're feeling overlooked and underappreciated emotionally, emotionally or mentally in your relationship and then you meet someone who thinks you hung the moon and is constantly praising you and validating you and cheering you on and just things that you're the best thing since sliced bread and your love language is words of affirmation and you've been on drought for a long time, that's going to be very tempting to you. Even if you had successfully gone for years acting as if it wasn't that important, there may come a time in a day that um, you're a little bit more sensitive to that. And so, so yeah, I just want to acknowledge that for y'all so that if you are experiencing that type of disconnect in your relationship for you to get outside support and help so that you can fix those gaps, you know, because you are in a relationship with someone 
who may be like you in a lot of ways, but it's also different from you, which is probably why that relationship has worked um, the way that it has. And so you are going to need support and help in learning how to grow together and how to learn each other in all the different stages and phases of your life as long as y'all are in relationship. And that's okay. It's okay to have to figure things out, to have to figure out, okay, this worked at the beginning of our relationship, um, but now in this stage, it's different. And also, as you grow and you heal and you learn, you might even find that your love languages are different than what you thought they were. After I started my healing process, I realized, oh, there have been some things that I've always wanted, but I was just too afraid to ask for. And I even afraid I just didn't think that it was available for me. So I just never expected it. But the more that I've healed and come into my own, I'm like, nah, I want that and that and that and that too. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. When healing from an intimacy disorder, one of the first things you have to do right after getting clear on your patterns of addictive behaviors, avoiding behaviors, and living in deprivation is clearing out the roots that caused it, clearing out the experiences, the traumas, the narratives that have kept you stuck all of these years. In my signature coaching program, The Recovery School, you have the opportunity to reveal the sources of low self-worth, to learn about how old roles in your family have resulted in codependency, shutting down, and not letting others in, and also to learn how to talk to and connect to your inner child in a way that is soothing and healing. This is the next step to reframing the old stories that have plagued you for years to evolve to being a healed and loved woman and having access to the love and the relationships and self-worth that you've always wanted. Learn more and get started by going to therecoveryschool.com. Again, that is therecoveryschool.com. And I deserve those things and I'm going to voice those things. I'm not going to have embarrassment and shame around it. I'm going to own it fully, okay? 
Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. So hopefully that's supportive for those who needed to hear that validation of both sides because in efforts to to live in that self-honesty, I don't want anyone also living in the black and white and thinking, okay, it's either all or nothing. Either I get everything I want or it's a bust, which is not the truth. You know, there's there's gray area and there's in between. So hopefully that did a... a adequate job or a good job at honoring that. So what do you do going back to the original purpose of um, the podcast, though, for women who may be in relationships with people where uh, you're listening to this on or around Valentine's Day, your birthday, an anniversary, um, or some type of special day where you are feeling very forgotten and unseen, even though you're in partnership. Um, and I'm also including situationships and relationships that don't have a clear title, but you've absolutely been giving um, of yourself or your dedication or your commitment to this person. And so these days come and it is a glaring reminder of how much you may not be a top priority as far as letting you know that they believe that you are worthy um, and that they love you because supposedly they tell you that all the time, right? So what do you do? First thing that I really want to encourage you to do is what I already shared with, which is being honest with what you actually feel or being honest with yourself about what you need, which leads to what you actually feel about it. So it's okay for you to get angry It's okay for you to be sad. It's okay for you to feel hurt. It's okay for you to feel betrayed. It's okay for you to feel disappointed. It's okay for you to feel like a little girl because sometimes uh, if this wounding of being forgotten is really connected to our earlier trauma and connecting in that when we were younger, we felt forgotten there too. So when these holidays happen like this or these special events happen, it our bodies, our souls, our our minds are reminded of that earlier trauma. Um, And so we feel like we're six years old, seven years old, eight years old again. Um, I want you to allow yourself to feel those emotions, um, to feel them as much as you can allow yourself to feel them, to let yourself cry, 
um, to scream into a pillow, to punch the pillow, to walk around, to go outside, to take a break, to leave and drive around the house um, for a few blocks, to do whatever it is that you need to do to go and walk through your local Target or Walmart um, and just, you know, be in a setting that makes you happy. <laughs> um, I saw someone talk about how they like to walk around Walmart to clear their head. So that's where that came from. But yeah, I, I want you to give yourself space to feel what you need to feel and don't try to put it into a little box because like I said before, it's just going to come out sideways and it doesn't give you, doesn't do you any justice. Um, it causes stress and wear and tear on your body, on your mind and your heart. And two, it makes you feel guilty uh, for things that you have nothing to feel guilty about. You, you've done nothing but yearn and crave to feel seen. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's a very human need. If you are one of my uh, precious ladies who will have feelings and not express them to your partner, so not only are you feeling forgotten and unseen and lonely, um, you're feeling resentful because they aren't doing what you want them to do, but you also haven't communicated to them, I need, you, I need to remind you that um, people are not mind readers. And this includes even people who've been together for a long period of time. So if you have never told them how you feel, then that would be a really great time for you to do so. Maybe you're a little bit too emotional um, in the moment, which again, emotions are not a bad thing for those of us who feel um, embarrassed by our emotions. Our emotions are God-given. Joy is an emotion. Happiness is emotion. Excitement is an, is an emotion. Um, feeling sexually aroused, those are um, emotions. And so are sadness and anger and frustration. Uh, emotions are neutral. So it's okay for you to feel emotional. Don't ever feel like that is a bad thing because every single human on this planet has them. All of them. All of us have them. But to my point, if you feel like your emotions are a little bit too intense, where you don't feel like you'll be able to communicate effectively or even hear what they have to say effectively because you're so in your wounded state, then it is totally okay to take a break. Sometimes those of us who have strong emotions, we feel like we have to get them out right now in this moment, otherwise we're gonna lose our chance and that's not, to, that's not the case. You can come back and talk about it later that night, the next day, a couple days later, to make sure that when you are expressing yourself to your friend or your partner or partners or whoever you're with, uh, family members, that they don't get, in all the ways that they can misunderstand you, that your tone is not something that gets in the way, right, of them totally misreading what you're communicating. So that's the second thing. After you um, figure out what you feel to communicate it to them, and if you find that your partner uh, is not open and receptive to it, I really, really encourage you if you do if you have not already been doing so to talk about this with someone who's a trusted other, preferably someone who is trained and um, in rela relationship dynamics or someone who you really trust to be wise and neutral in this. Because like I said, all coupleships, even the ones that are super healthy, have that place of where there are things that have to be negotiated. There are things that 
each side, each person is going to have to say, okay, I fully love this person and I fully accept you for you. This is something that I'm really wishing would be a little bit different, but I see that it's not. How can I stay present in this relationship and get my needs met or feel heard or feel safe knowing that you're either not able to or um, don't want to or there's too much going on in our family system for you to be able to provide what I need. So go and get help uh, for you to talk through what it is that you need, especially if your partner is not open to um, talking through it and working on it together. Because there's no reason why you need to be held ransom emotionally because that other person is unable to or doesn't know how to move. That has It affects you, but your emotional peace is something that you have the ability to seek resources uh, to get. So I would encourage you to do that. But what I will say, here's what I will say, um, in addition to seeking all resources and individual support and coupleship, is for some of us, for some of us, we are in relationships with people where the holidays and the birthdays and the anniversaries are glaring reminders of problems that have been in existence from the beginning. And those days, because of what they mean and what they represent and because of what we may see happening for the other people around us and um, knowing what we truly desire, those days are the moments when we have a spotlight that shines that's shown on what's going on. And you have an opportunity to take a look at that with true honesty again, with true honesty about about what's actually going on and seeing, especially if you've already communicated these things to your partner, if you've already sought resources and help and support and it still is the way that it is and you find that you are getting lower and lower and feeling less and less and feeling more resentful and more depressed and more anxious, and more forgotten. I would really encourage you to look at that and to make a decision within yourself where you truly, truly, intentionally get to choose. Am I, is this something that I want to live with long-term? Because it is a choice. Life is not something, I mean, of course, there are life events and tragedies, But there are absolutely some things that we get to have a direct and active choice in. Some of us may have fell into relationships or fallen in love with someone and just took the whole package for what is, which is great. But sometimes as taking that whole package comes with blinders and with time and experience and healing you may no longer be willing to get the benefits of companionship at the risk of you still feeling alone within that companionship or having to abandon yourself and not feeling whole and not feeling seen and not feeling valued. So going back to what I was saying about choice, I really want to empower you to see with open eyes exactly what's in front of you and then make a deliberate choice from there about what you would like this next chapter 
of your life to look like. It doesn't include more of this. And it's totally fine either way. And I truly mean that. I mean that because, you know, I gave a whole expanded example in today's episode for those of us who are in relationships with people who cannot show up in the same love language that we may need them to, but they are showing up in other areas of our life and in our relationship that we know that is real and we know that is true and we know that we're not in it alone. And so it's an active, deliberate choice uh, to see them and to value them and to work through that, right? So that's what I mean by you can actively choose it. Now, in this example, I'm talking about you seeing that the person is not showing up in the way that you need them to. And the crossroads you're at is, do I stay in this relationship or do I go? Still, you making a deliberate decision is healthy for the reasons I just listed. And I think it's still healthy for you if you decide to stay because I just know that once your eyes are open and you see what's really real and you see that... Um, there's really probably no amount of waiting or negotiation or ultimatums or, you know, fights y'all have every week about the same thing that's going to make the situation change. So this is just how it's going to be. And once you learn that you have personal agency in that and you get to, you actively get to choose that this is what your life path is going to look like, you, you is, you don't want to stay there for long, (laughs) You know, you start to realize that this might be hard, but I I do have real options, that this is not the only option for me. And this is not the only option for me, no matter what is going on around me, no matter how old I am, no matter what the relationship status is, no matter um, who else is around, because this is your life, this is your life. And you're the one who has to manage it. And you're the one who has to be healthy and sane for the other people around you as well that you may have connection to. You have to make the healthiest decisions for you. And so even if you choose to stay, which I think sometimes even after our eyes are open, we need that time. We need that time with that person to see the situation with with the blinders off just to assess, okay, wow, okay, this is real. This is actually how it is. And you kind of have to grieve grieve the relationship as you go. You kind of have to go through the relationships and the moments and um, the conversations and just live in that day-to-day experience to see without the fantasy, all right, this is what, this is what I would be choosing and to decide from there. And that can be a sad place to be. It can be a sad place to know that you may need to break up or end something with someone because you also are not only mourning that person, you're mourning the future plans that you had with them. You're mourning the transformation that you were hoping would come around, that one day they would you know, understand and change and become as invested as you or actually internalized what you've been trying to tell them or whatever it is that's going on in your relationship. But those future thoughts and fantasies, you also have to mourn those as well. And that's sad. And so you take the time you need with this newfound awareness to take next steps. You can also use this time, like I said, to talk to a trusted 
professional to help you negotiate. Is this a me thing or is this a them thing? I, I want to encourage you to also trust your intuition. I know that I would, for those of you who don't know, my master's is in marriage and family therapy. And I did couples and family therapy for several years um, before I just focused in on seeing women individually uh, for, you know, trauma healing and love addiction in my therapy practice back when I was practicing therapy. And so this is a very reductionistic way to describe the philosophy around couples therapy. So please, please give this a little bit of grace. But I know for sure that my training, rightfully so, was very much pro-keep the couple together because it is so easy for us to discard people, especially as time goes on and our culture changes. Like the divorce rate stays what it is. Breakup rates stay what it is. You know, it's it's hard to have to help people find longevity in relationships if they are, seek to be in monogamous or long-term committed partnerships. And a lot of times people do not know how to negotiate um, what's their trauma and, and how that may be projecting into the relationship versus what's an actual relationship problem and what are actual relationship problems that cannot be solved, but you can still have a healthy, thriving relationship and what are relationship problems that cannot be solved, but they're deal breakers, right? And it's really hard for people to see because of the emotion behind it, because of the extreme discomfort, because of the real, you know, cascading ripple effects that come after that. It's hard for people to see. So it's easy to just want to shut down, up and leave and do everything else. So my training was so great because it was so rich in helping us know how to help couples, partners, families find solutions to their problems, which is awesome. Why am I sharing this? I'm sharing this because sometimes you can go to people who are excellent and trained in what they do. You can go to mentors, you can go to everybody else. And if you go to enough people, they're going to give you feedback and advice that is pro keep the relationship together that is pro will give them the benefit of the doubt or pro go and, you know, have another conversation or pro, you know, well, I'm not the best at giving gifts to my wife either, but here are the ways that I show up for her. And you'll hear all those things and you'll, it'll help reinforce that maybe you're being impatient or maybe you're not giving them the benefit of the doubt, or maybe you're asking for too much, or maybe you're asking for just the right thing, but, um, You know, you got to just honor who they are as a human being and learn how to deal with it. And you will push all of those feelings and all those red flags down. And I want to encourage you to come to a place where you get to trust your intuition. You get to trust your intuition on whether or not it's time. And other people don't have to agree with you because you're the one who has to live in the relationship or you're the one who has to live um, you know, your lifetime. If Again, if you're someone who is into having long-term committed partnerships, I mean, that's what you're, that's what you're deciding, right? So please allow yourself to have that personal agency and power to make the right decision for yourself. 
Again, not only will other people maybe not agree with you, especially especially if you aren't letting people into the inner workings of your relationship. Uh, you know, people don't have all the details. And even sometimes what they do, even sometimes when they do, especially if they're people who are used to normalizing drama and stress and chaos and struggle of, <laughs> you know, they will give advice from a very well-meaning place, but it will just keep you in those same cycles, right? And so they may not agree or understand. Also, the person you're with will most likely not agree or understand, especially if they have been benefiting a lot from your partnership or your relationship. And so it's okay to have some sadness around that. It's okay to uh, wish that things could be easier. I need to let you know that there's no way to break up with someone, especially if you're the one initiating it, uh, that is going to avoid all conflict and discomfort. So if you're waiting for the perfect time and the perfect moment to make this change happen, then you're going to be waiting till never because, uh, you know, it's hurtful. It's hurtful for you. It's hurtful for them. It's hurtful for other people who may be in the surrounding settings, but it will free you to be able to find the connection and love and peace and healing that you need. And it's going to allow them to be in relationships and partnerships with people who are able to receive whatever they're able to give or not give. Um, or it will allow them to do their own work if they're coming from their own place of trauma, you know, but whatever it is, it's not working for you and it's okay to say that. So my hope is that this episode helps anyone who needs this now or in the future to just fully embrace your thoughts and your emotions around it, to not gaslight yourself. You may have someone else outside of you gaslighting you enough to not gaslight yourself about what this means for you and what you need and just to make some steps accordingly from there, whether it's communicating, getting outside support, making a status change in the relationship or any combination of, of the above. So I'm sending you all love today. I know I started a little shit today, but it's, it was for good cause and good reason, but as always, I will see you in the next episode. And please, please, please take care of yourselves.